Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. And in today's live video, I'm talking about how to write a buddy letter, okay? We get so many questions and comments and confusion from veterans about what a buddy letter is, okay? How to write one, why you need one, okay? Um, and so I'm going to myth bust a little bit. I'm going to explain in detail what a buddy letter is, how to get one, how to write one, and then I've got some incredible free resources for you guys as well, okay? Uh, what's up, Big T? What's up, guys? Thanks for joining me live. Again, Brian Reese here, uh, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran, uh, founder and CEO of VA Claims Insider, and uh, just saying hi to some of my awesome team members, by the way. Um, we are a team of almost 60 people now. Uh, it's insane for me to say that because uh, when this movement started back in 2016, uh, it was just me, right? It was just me serving and supporting you guys and sharing uh, information about my own VA disability claim with you. Uh, and I think what's super cool is just to see how this movement has evolved over time. Um, and I'm so blessed to have people like Terrell, uh, who's on right now, as well as the other amazing members of our team, uh, helping. What's up, Simon? How you doing, brother? Where are you calling in from? Uh, I know Big T was in Austin. Did you make it home safe? Hope you did, man. Okay, let's dive into this. So what is a buddy letter? A buddy letter is nothing more than a credible, competent, I'm going to come back to that word, statement from somebody 18 years of age or older who is a direct first-hand witness who can shed some light on what they witnessed or what they believe you're experiencing in support of your VA disability claim. Okay, in its most basic sense, it's a document. It's a letter. That's all it is, guys, okay? So let me talk about why this is important, though. When you go to file your VA disability claim, whether you're filing for the first time or whether you're filing for an increase, there are two sources of evidence that the rating veteran service rep, okay, the RVSR, who's at the VA, that's the person who's going to look at all the evidence and, and make a decision in your VA claim. There's two evidence sources that they're allowed to consider by law. One is called primary evidence, okay, and one is called secondary evidence. Now, primary evidence are things like medical records, okay? If you've got active duty service treatment records from, let's say you were in the Army, and you separated in 2014. Okay, so you've got this nice big digital uh, medical record file, and it's got all your diagnosis and all their treatment history, everything. That would be considered primary evidence. Okay, it's medical evidence that is from your active duty service periods. Okay, that's primary evidence. But the VA also has a duty to assist in considering what's called secondary evidence. Okay. Secondary evidence are things like newspaper articles, 
okay? Buddy statements, anything that can possibly help explain medical diagnosis or symptoms, service connection, um, and current symptoms, okay? Very, very important. So here's why, though, a buddy statement is so important and why a buddy letter can be the catalyst for you winning your VA disability claim, okay? So, for example, most veterans, let's be honest, raise your hand, I'm one of them, we didn't go to the doctor enough while we were on active duty. So, the medical evidence is typically lacking in those situations, okay, because you didn't go to the doctor enough. So, you might be suffering from chronic back pain today, chronic neck pain, post-traumatic stress disorder, but you never went to the doctor while on active duty, And those situations are not documented in your service treatment records. So I can already tell you what the VA Raider is going to say. If you file that claim with no medical nexus opinion or DBQ and no buddy statement that can shed some credibility and some light as to what they witnessed and approximately when your condition began, you're going to get denied. In the VA Raider, I can already tell you what the letter is going to say. The VA denial letter in the rating decision letter is going to say not service connected. There's no evidence in the veterans active duty service treatment records of any complaints of a mental health condition, of a sleep disorder, of any back issues. Okay. So what you have to do guys is close what we call the nexus gap. And what that means is you're supplementing and complementing any information that might be lacking with a credible firsthand witness testimony as to what they witnessed. Okay, that's what a buddy letter is and why it's so important is a buddy letter is what's called lay evidence under the law. Lay evidence, guys, is a fancy legal term that simply means after the fact. That's it. That's all lay evidence means. It's after the fact evidence. So if you write a personal statement in support of your own DVA disability claim, that's called lay evidence. If you get a buddy who writes a letter on your behalf uh, and you submit that buddy statement in support of your VA disability claim, that's considered lay evidence. Okay, it's after the fact evidence under the law. Okay, so again, primary evidence, secondary evidence, that's what a buddy letter is. It's a secondary source of evidence. Now, what a lot of veterans don't realize, guys, is lay evidence is actually considered medical evidence. I'm going to say that again. Lay evidence is actually considered medical evidence in support of your VA disability claim. And you might be going, wait a second, but my buddy's not a doctor. I know that, but they have to consider it as a part of the overall record to determine the approximate time frame of when your symptoms began. Okay, I'm going to share two stories here of why this is important. So uh, Afghanistan, I was in Afghanistan in 2011 uh, and began experiencing symptoms of severe anxiety and depression while I was deployed. Okay, I was at Kandahar Airfield in Afghanistan. We had a lot of indirect fire attacks, IED. We had a a suicide bomber, a VBID, attack one of the gates. And I began experiencing severe symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, so I actually began seeking mental health treatment while I was deployed. Okay, unbeknownst to 
everyone except me and the psychiatrist uh, from the army who was treating me, okay? Um, I begged him to not write down, please do not put anything, I don't know what this is, but please don't put post-traumatic stress disorder, I don't want to be sent home. I was deathly afraid of my commander or my troops finding out that I was suffering from a mental health condition. I was so embarrassed and afraid that I might get sent home. And he understood. He sympathized with me. um, And he actually wrote combat stress, right, with anxiety and depression. And he was treating me. Uh, Of course, once I got home to the States, things got worse. I spiraled downhill. Um, It was obviously post-traumatic stress disorder and began seeking treatment. Um, Now, in that situation, I had a diagnosis, right, of post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, anxiety. Um, And you might look at that and go, okay, well, clearly that would be service-connected. Well, sort of, because there wasn't a lot of medical evidence while I was deployed and even afterwards to support that. A lot of veterans are missing that. So what that means is you might have trouble proving the nexus, okay? Was your mental health condition caused or made worse by your active duty service. In this example, you might go, well, yeah, it's, it's PTSD combat, right? Duh. Well, we weren't sure. So I happened to have a, a fellow Air Force Academy grad and um, some, a gentleman that I played hockey with. He's actually one of my, one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, he wrote a statement in support of a claim on behalf of my PTSD. Okay, his name's Brian. Uh, he lives out east. Um, and the reason why he was able to provide such a competent, credible supporting statement in support of my combat PTSD is because he was there with me, okay? He was deployed in support of a Marine unit out west of where I was, okay? He was at Camp Leatherneck, southwest Afghanistan. I was at Kandahar. So uh, he came to see me a couple of times and he knew something was horribly wrong, okay? So uh, what he did is he wrote a buddy letter on the VA statement in support of a claim form, okay, the VA 21-4138, to describe the who, what, when, where, why, how, okay? Who he is, how he knows me, what he witnessed, when the symptoms began, how severe things are, and then any issues that he now knows that are going on in my life, okay? And then he signs and dates his name, puts his contact info. That's it. Okay, now a lot of vets think that a buddy letter needs to be a novel. It doesn't. A buddy statement is nothing more than a credible statement in support of your disability claim. It can be two paragraphs, guys. As long as it explains the who, what, when, where, why, and the approximate dates and time frames of when your symptoms began, okay, from a competent, credible individual, 18 years of age or older, who directly witnessed you, okay, what they saw, that can literally be the linchpin between winning and losing your disability claim, okay, having at least one. Sometimes two or three are great. Uh, I wouldn't go more than three just because it starts to bog down and slows down the Raider, Um, but if you can even just get one awesome buddy statement in support of your claim, that's hugely important, okay. Buddy statements also help document symptoms, especially in mental health claims. So for example, if the medical evidence is lacking at all and you provide a buddy statement from your wife or your spouse, okay, that, you know, hey, so-and-so deployed and when they came home, they weren't the same person, right? Insomnia, depression, 
severe anxiety, panic attacks more than once a week. We're having issues in our marriage. We had to go to counseling, right? We were separated from a period of time. He was abusing alcohol, drugs, whatever the situation is, guys, that buddy with direct firsthand witness as to what they've seen, and especially somebody living with you like a spouse, can talk about the severity of your symptoms, right? And you've heard me say this before, guys, the severity of your symptoms is ultimately what determines your final rating under the law, okay? So if you're hearing me right now and you've got a low ball rating, hey, Brian, I'm only at 10% for PTSD. I'm at 30% for PTSD. I got screwed. I'm low balled and I want to file for an increase. The reason the VA gave you that low ball rating in the first place is because they didn't believe your symptoms were severe enough to match the higher rating percentage under the law. That's the reason, okay? Because obviously you were diagnosed, you had a medical diagnosis. They were able to service connect it because they rated you, at least at something. But they didn't believe your symptoms were severe enough, which is why you got the low ball rating, okay? So that's what I really need you guys to understand. Um, okay, so a couple other things here that I wanna talk about um, real quick. So. How do you get a buddy statement? By the way, we have an actual statement in support of a claim letter template, okay? It's called a buddy letter generator, okay? I created it. It is the world's only fillable, signable, reusable, and shareable template for you to use in support of your disability claim. So you know the VA Form 21-4138 statement in support of a claim the VA Form 21-0781, the Statement in Support of a Claim for Service Connection for PTSD, uh, sworn declarations, those things are available in downloadable PDF format from Google. The problem, guys, is they're locked PDF documents. So when you download them and you try to fill them, you try to fill them, it saves all funky, you can't sign it, right? So you gotta print it out, hand jam, sign it. You got to email it to your friend who's got to scan it in. It's a pain, okay? And it's going to prevent you from having a buddy help you because of how much of a pain it is. So when you join our programs, okay, you can come into VA Claims Insider Elite today. What's up, Ronis? How you doing, brother? What's up, Dave? Uh, one of my team members will post the link here in the chat. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the video description, okay? You can go to VA Claims insiderelite.com and join us today. And when you do, I'm giving you free unlimited access to our fillable, signable, shareable buddy letter generator. Now, why is this important in support of your claim? A lot of vets don't know what to put in a buddy letter. Okay. They come to me or members of our team and say, all right, I need a buddy letter, but how do I write it? Right. What should the contents be? How do I get it? Thanks, Big T for sharing, brother. Um, so, Here's the deal. Inside of the buddy letter generator template on Facebook, or I'm sorry, uh, that I'm going to share with you, it actually tells you what to put in the various sections of the document. There's on-screen tips. Okay, so when you sign in to use the buddy letter generator, you're going to go to the first part, and when you hover over certain sections of the document, there's going to be a pop-up that with a narrative that says, here is what you need to put here and here's why, okay, along with an example. 
So if let's say uh, you're living in Texas and you've got a buddy now who's living out on the East Coast and you want them to help you, you can just send them the link to the buddy letter generator. They can fill it out. It's going to have on-screen tips for them. They can digitally sign it and share it back with you. You'll get a copy of it. Okay, they'll get a copy too. So then that document can be used in support of your claim. You upload it to ebenefits or va.gov, um, and then you share it in support of your VA disability claim. Okay, that's it. That's the buddy letter generator template. I'm giving it to you for free when you're inside of our elite program. Okay, you can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. It's a free three-step intake, guys, uh, and uh, we would sure be blessed to be able to help you. That's what we do. Okay? We're the most trusted name in VA disability claims. We're veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating compensation you deserve. Okay, guys, that's what we do. That's why we exist. So if you're underrated, you're stuck, you're frustrated, get your butt inside VA Claims Insider Elite. And me and my team of experts, guys, we're at almost 60 folks, amazing trained, uh, trained in our process. We're going to help you. Okay, you'll hear from us within 96 hours of you signing up. Again, it's a three-step intake. Enter your basic information in step one. In step two, make sure you digitally sign our agreement and privacy policy. And then in step three, it will direct you to join the VA Claims Insider Mastermind Group on Facebook. Okay, so we can start answering your questions right away. What's up, Pepe? What's up, Danny? How you doing, brother? Where are you calling in from? Um, okay, so let's talk about the content of a buddy letter. I shared this story of how uh, one of my best friends, Brian, who was deployed with me in Afghanistan, he wrote uh, a credible, competent supporting statement uh, in support of my PTSD, Okay, which was the catalyst and the reason, not just why I won the claim, but why I got rated at the level that I did, Okay, because he shed some light on the symptoms. Um, I'm going to talk about another situation that we had. Uh, this was a, a Navy veteran who was trying to prove uh, service connection for a hurricane incident. Okay, now I've talked about this briefly before, but I want to share it again because it's so important. He wrote a buddy statement. Okay, he got one of the buddies who served with him in the unit who uh, could shed some light that this veteran was on this ship during this hurricane. Okay, the, the gentleman had filed a claim for post-traumatic stress disorder non-combat. Okay, so it was a non-combat situation. Uh, non-combat PTSD, he had a diagnosis, then he was seeking treatment. The VA denied the claim, and he didn't even get a compensation and pension exam. Now, you might look at that and go, wait a second. He had a diagnosis of PTSD. He was seeking treatment. He had a personal statement that he wrote. He had a buddy letter from a credible firsthand witness who could shed some light on what he witnessed. Okay, You might go, okay, slam dunk case. Not so fast. Here's what was missing. In all non-combat situations, guys, for post-traumatic stress disorder, the veteran must say from a buddy exactly what they witnessed, that you were there, and that it happened to you. If the buddy doesn't say that in a letter to support your claim, I can virtually guarantee you that your PTSD non-combat claim will be denied. What this gentleman had done, what this vet had done is the buddy stated, I know that he was there, right? We were there together. But what he failed to say 
is that he was a direct witness of this event, that he was there during this approximate time frame. Okay, he didn't list the dates. That was a, another problem. Um, and he didn't list how it affected this veteran directly. So the VA denied the claim because they said they couldn't prove the stressor. They couldn't prove that the veteran was there. Okay, that's the issue. So be thinking about that when you're getting buddy letters is make sure that they list the who, what, when, where, why, how, approximate dates. Okay, you don't have to have the exact day. But for example, if you're trying to prove a combat or a non-combat stressor for PTSD, you should try to at least list the month and the year. Okay, so maybe the, uh, the buddy can say something like, in January of 1987, okay, this hurricane event happened aboard this ship in this location. Here's the newspaper clipping to prove it happened. Here's my DD-214. Here's my deployment orders that showed I was there. Here's my personal statement. And here's a buddy letter that says, I was there and I witnessed it and this person saw me experience it. Okay, that is what is so important, guys. Uh, to shed some light on that. Okay, so let's go back to talking about the importance of the buddy statement. Again, lay evidence under the law. It's after the fact evidence. The VA rating officials take those letters very seriously. And what they help you do, guys, is close the nexus gap and basically complement and supplement any gaps in your medical records or any gaps in treatment. Okay, let's be real for a second. Veterans are very bad at going to the doctor and about being honest with our symptoms, okay? Well, if you're not honest about how severe your symptoms are, guys, you're going to get lowballed. So that's how a buddy letter can help you, is to shed some light on what they see happening to you, okay? Um, so we talked about the, the PTSD combat one, my personal example. We talked about the non-combat PTSD issue where the buddy failed to corroborate the stressor, that's what, uh, that's what the, uh, the VA Raider, the RVSR is trying to do is corroborate the in-service stressor event. Okay, so you need to make sure your buddy letter does that. Um, and anytime there's a gap in evidence, you need at least one buddy letter. Now, well, how should you write this? What form should it be on? I've seen in other circles where, you know, some of these clowns are saying that, you know, don't write it on the statement in support of a claim the VA form 21-4138, because that can be hurting your VA claim. That's a bunch of crap, guys. That's a bunch of BS. I am here to tell you the VA form 21-4138 is the preferred and recommended form for you and anybody who write a letter on your behalf to use. Okay, It's still the recommended format. Why? because it's on an official VA form, number one, and number two, that's what the Raiders are used to seeing. So if they're used to seeing something, they expect to see something a certain way, why would you change it? You're just gonna screw them up. You risk them not looking at it, throwing it out, it's not signed, it didn't have the right dates, it didn't have this here. Don't even take the risk. Don't take the chance. Use the VA form 21-4138, okay? That's for me. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Again, length, it doesn't need to be more than max two pages, preferably just a few paragraphs, guys. Um, how I prefer to write buddy letters, and, and this is in the buddy letter generator template, by the way, when you join us inside of Elite, 
Um, you can join us at vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Okay, we'll give you the buddy letter generator template, the statement in support of a claim generator, uh, and the statement in support of a claim for service connection for PTSD. Okay, those are all in there, fillable, signable, shareable, uh, and downloadable. So then you can unlock them once they're signed and upload those um, in support of your claim to either eBenefits, va.gov, or you can fax the evidence in to the VA, okay? Um, four, I believe that there are four elements to a buddy letter, okay? The first part is the buddy, whether it's a spouse, a pastor, a child, somebody who's 18 years of age or older, maybe your son or daughter, um, a boss at work, a coworker. First part, how they know you, okay? How do you know the veteran? That's very important because what you're trying to do is establish competency and credibility in the statement, all right? If the VA determines that a statement is not credible or it was written by somebody who's not competent and doesn't have direct knowledge of the situation and the events at hand, they're gonna toss it out. They're not gonna consider it, okay? So part one of the buddy letter, you need that person needs to explain how they know you, okay? Couple sentences at all. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Brian's boss, right? Uh, I am Brian's direct supervisor at XYZ company. I interact with him nearly every single day because I'm his boss, okay? So that's how they know you, establish that. The next part though, they need to establish what they're witnessing. What is going on with you? Sick leave, depression, anxiety, anger issues, any uh, written documentation, outbursts, stuff like that, okay? What are they witnessing that helps document your symptoms? Okay, um, and then they need to talk about how those things are possibly affecting your life, limiting or affecting your life, okay? Um, and then they sign and date your name, uh, sign and date their name. Um, buddy statements from bosses and coworkers are not as good as buddy statements from somebody who was there, okay? I'm gonna talk about that for a second. The best buddy letters are from firsthand witnesses who can shed light as to the events and the credibility of when that event occurred. Okay, so I'm gonna give you an example. Let's say you were in the Marine Corps and you separated from the service in 1980, okay? You've been out of the service a long time. And let's say you never went to the doctor for back issues, chronic back pain, okay? And that back injury occurred during a training accident while you were in the Marine Corps in 1980. Okay, but it, it wasn't documented. You never went to the doctor. I get it. Most veterans don't go to the doctor when they should. So fast forward, here we are years and years later. If you file that claim for your back pain connected to that incident in 1980, I can 100% guarantee you it's going to be denied. And it's going to be denied because the VA writer is going to say, no evidence of a back condition, of any issues, no subjective complaints of symptoms, while the veteran was in the Marine Corps on active duty, could find anything, okay? Got it, that's what they're gonna say, because there is no evidence. So the VA Raider guys, they're simply following their own process and their regulations. In the absence of any evidence, it's not competent, it's not credible, there's no buddy statement, they're gonna deny the claim. Now, let's say that same situation has a buddy statement from a fellow troop who was there. Somebody who can say in a one to two page document, I witnessed 
this veteran injure his back during a training accident. I remember what happened. We were on a ruck run. We were carrying 80-pound packs. He tripped. He hurt himself. I believe 100% that that incident that occurred in June of 1980 was the original event and in-service injury that caused or made this veteran's chronic back pain worse. He still suffers from the chronic back pain today. From what I know, here are the symptoms that he's suffering from. I am 100% certain that his current chronic back pain, his lumbar strain, okay, that's what it's actually called. A a back condition is usually a lumbar strain in VA speak. I'm 100% certain that his current back condition, lumbar strain, was due to his original in-service injury that occurred in June 1980. Sign and date, the buddy's name, okay? The VA Raider has to consider it because it's credible, competent, first-hand witness testimony, okay? That's considered secondary evidence under VA doctrine and law. Um, and they have to consider that in support of your, uh, for your, your claim. What we also recommend, though, is to put you over the top to get disability benefit questionnaires completed by our medical team and medical nexus statements, okay? A medical nexus letter helps you prove service connection, okay? That that back injury, your PTSD, non-combat stressors, whatever, was due to your service. It stems from that original in-service event or injury. That's what a medical nexus statement helps you do. You need one from a medical professional. That's what we do, guys. That is what we do. We've devoted our lives to helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. Okay, Get your butt inside VA Claims Insider Elite. Stop struggling on your own. Okay, Come with us. We do this together in community. We can help you. Okay? Go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Okay? So that's the gist with a buddy letter. Absolutely critical. Absolutely critical. If there are any gaps in your medical record, okay? any, uh, any um, treatment gaps, and if there's any lack of medical evidence, period, from active duty. Hey, I don't have my records. I didn't go to the doctor for this condition. I wasn't honest about my symptoms. You must have a buddy letter to help you guys or you risk getting denied. Okay, don't risk it. If you've already been denied, I also have something called a sworn declaration. It's the exact same thing, by the way, as a statement in support of a claim. The only difference between a sworn declaration and a statement in support of a claim is the legal teeth. In a statement in support of a claim, you're swearing or you're determining, you're not swearing, you're stating that to the best of my knowledge and belief, this information is true and accurate. Whereas in a sworn declaration, you're declaring under penalty of perjury, which means you're willing to go to jail if what you put down in paper is not true and accurate. Okay, so there's more legal teeth there. Okay, Uh, I also have that exact template that I'm going to give you inside of our elite program the sworn declaration. Okay. All right, guys, I'm going to answer some questions here. So I'm going to scroll. Sorry for my finger there. I'm on my mobile device. What's all going on, guys? Hey, Rich. Looks like a few folks have already answered some questions. Simon from Houston, Texas. What's up, brother? Hey, Joey. Good to hear from you, brother. Hope you're doing all right. 
Do increases qualify you for back pay? Okay, common confusion among veterans, Guy. Um, it's a great question though. Normally, if you're filing for an increase in something that's already service-connected, okay, so you're already service-connected for, let's say it's a, a knee condition, you're service-connected at 0%. If you file for an increase in that knee condition, you will get back paid to the date of your notice of intent to file. Okay, so when you open a new claim inside of eBenefits or you file for an increase on VA.gov, it's going to set a filing date. You have 12 months from the date you open that notice of intent to file to add all the evidence you need and submit the claim. You are only going to get back paid to the date of that notice of intent to file, and it cannot exceed 12 months. The only way you are going to get more back pay than that is if you win an appeal that goes back potentially years, okay? Um, or if you open up what's called a Q claim, a clear and unmistakable error. So in that instance, you're telling the VA Raider, the VA, you made a clear and unmistakable error in your previous rating decision, okay? And I'm proving it to you. So I want to be back paid the rating I should have been back to the original time you screwed me. That's what you're saying with a Q claim. You know, Q claims are very hard to win. Uh, we, actually just, we actually just won a Q claim yesterday. Um, I'm going to be sharing some information on that here pretty soon. Do personal statements, uh, do personal letters have an, any impact on the VA Raider? Absolutely, Simon. 100% very impactful. And I want you to think about this. One of the best ways you can get information across to somebody is by telling them a story. Stories are impactful for human beings because we can relate to them. And remember, all VA Raiders, not all, but many, are fellow disabled veterans themselves. If you can hit them right here in the heart with a personal statement or a buddy letter, with the who, what, when, where, why, how, they are way more likely to grant you service connection and rate you at the appropriate level, okay? What's up, Jeff? Good to see you, brother. So we've got a question here. Should you end any statement with this true to the best of my knowledge and belief, or should you state under penalty of perjury? Okay, I think I answered that a little bit earlier. The statement in support of a claim on the VA Form 21-4138, actually, it already has um, the following is true, the foregoing is true and accurate to the best of my knowledge and belief. Okay, so you actually don't have to write that. It's already in the statement. If you do a sworn declaration... Yes, you are declaring under penalty of perjury. If you don't declare under penalty of perjury, it's the same as if you had done a normal statement in support of a claim. What's up, Dave? Ron S. Big T. What's up, Alan? Hey, Rick. Hey, Pepe. Sup, Brian? That was from Danny. What's up, man? Uh, Richard says, looking forward to getting started with your team. Awesome. Terrell says, go Navy. Boo. I'm an Air Force guy. We sink Navy. <laughs> Uh, Pepe says, Brian, I'm still active. How can your elite program help me? Absolutely, we can help you, okay? If you're hearing my voice, you're currently on active duty, your guard, your reserve, you've either never filed a claim before or you want to file for an increase, you might be going, okay, well, I'm not quite sure if uh, the elite program is for me. Here's the deal. We can help you, coach you, guide you into getting the exact medical evidence you need so you can file your VA claim the first time 
the right time, one and done, okay? Um, if you're still active duty, by the way, you can file your VA disability claim yourself within 180 days of separation or retirement, okay? Um, da, ba, da, does it matter? Jeff wrote, okay, as far as a buddy letter or statement in support of claim, does it matter if you type or handwrite the letter? I see some say <clears throat> handwritten is better. No, I disagree with that. I think you should type it, and here's why. Remember, when you upload this evidence in support of your claim, it's going through a series of, of uh, systems. Okay, so when you upload a buddy statement to ebenefits or va.gov, um, it's likely going to be scanned, processed. Somebody's going to move it into another, sim, uh, another system. You want to make dang sure that the VA Raider can read it. Okay? I don't know about you, but my handwriting sucks. So if, if you're getting a letter that you write or a, buddy let, or a buddy writes and the VA Raider can't read it, it's messy, it's smeared, I don't know what these words mean, they're, they're going to discount it. It might not be credible, it might not be competent. So I would say type it and then make sure you wet or hand sign uh, in the bottom, right? So <laughs> Jeff's laughing. My, my, uh, my handwriting sucks. So anyway, okay, any other questions, guys? What did we talk about today? We talked about the importance of a buddy letter, how to write one, how a buddy statement, a competent, credible statement from a first-hand witness who's 18 years of age or older can literally be the catalyst in the linchpin between you winning your VA disability claim and you losing your VA disability claim. That's how important buddy statements are. Okay, Buddy letters from first-hand witnesses 18 years of age or older that are competent and credible are considered lay evidence under the law. After the fact evidence, the VA raters must consider it in their rating decisions. Why? Because it's in their regulations. It's a secondary source of evidence that can shed some light on approximately when your symptoms began, the original event or in-service injury that caused or made your condition worse, and it also helps you prove your current symptoms under the law. Remember, your symptoms, how severe they are, the severity of symptoms, is what determines your final rating under the law. Okay, Jeffrey wrote, hi, why did uh, my PTSD rater and doctor want to see my TBI exam before making the decision? Um, so TBI, <clears throat> here's the deal with uh, traumatic brain injury, TBI, and PTSD. Some of the symptoms of TBI and PTSD are very similar. So it's possible that the reason they wanted to see the traumatic brain injury, TBI, uh, documentation or evidence or have you have an exam before making the PTSD decision is they were trying to differentiate symptoms. Which symptoms are attributable to the TBI? Which symptoms are attributable to the PTSD? Okay, very, very possible uh, and very common. The other reason is TBI and PTSD are rated separately. Okay, so they may have been trying to help you in saying, hey, if, if this veteran has a TBI, that's a separate rating and rating category under the law versus PTSD. Okay, two completely different things. But the symptoms of TBI and PTSD are very similar. Okay. Simon wrote, if the VA doctor rates me at a 70 and the VA third party rep at a 30, what happens then? Okay, so <clears throat> in that situation, there's a disconnect. Okay, so now the RVSR is going to wait the evidence that they have 
and they're going to make the best decision they have considering the entire uh, situation, case, and evidence at hand. Okay, so the VA, the, the VAI doctor, so VA claims has you at a 70 uh, in your, your PTSD statement, mental health statement. You get a CNP exam and they check you at a 30. Sometimes the rater will play splitsies, meaning they'll go at a, at a 50, right? So you got 30, you got 70, they'll split the difference and go at a 50. Uh, sometimes what they do, Simon, is they'll go back to the compensation and pension examiner and say, hey, did you make a mistake? Why did you check this level of occupational and social impairment? Maybe it should have been higher, right? So they'll go back um, and ask that question. The other thing that I think there's a lot of confusion on is when you look at the mental health rating criteria, right? Mental health claims are rated from 0% to 100%. Uh, it goes 0, 10, 30, 50, 70, 100. Okay, that's the criteria. Depending on what block is checked on your DBQ under occupational and social impairment, those don't always have a direct correlation to the rating under the law. I've seen a veteran checked at the 70% level for mental health or PTSD that got rated at 100 I've seen somebody checked at the 10% level for PTSD who got 50. In fact, that just happened yesterday. And the reason being, personal statement, shedding some, uh, some light on the severity of symptoms, buddy statement, and then whatever the medical evidence is, right? Sometimes these compensation and pension examiners guys are freaking garbage. We know that. They suck, all right? I'm calling you out again, C&P examiners, especially you VA doctors, because you suck and you're hurting our veterans, and you're lowballing ratings, I don't get it. I don't understand it, and you need to get better, and somebody needs to hold you accountable. Okay, so hopefully somebody watches this. By the way, we can help you fight a bad CNP exam. We've been very successful at uh, challenging the credibility of the compensation and pension examiner's actual exam. Did they do what they were supposed to do? Were they credentialed and qualified to do the CNP exam? Who knows? Okay, you can fight it, vets. If you get a crappy CNP examiner, it's not over, but you need to take action, okay? And we can help you do that. Um, I think there might be another part to this question here. Simon, okay, what happens then? So the, the rater will adjudicate it, okay? They're going to wait the evidence and make a determination. How long is the process to challenge the rating? You can always challenge it. So remember, you've got one year. From the date you receive your rating decision from the VA, you have one year to challenge it under the new appeals process. Remember the three lanes under the VA Appeals Modernization Act. You can go higher level review, you can go supplemental claim lane, okay, or you can appeal to the BVA, right, the Board of Veterans Appeals. Do not do the BVA. Uh, do the supplemental claim if and only if you have new and relevant medical evidence not previously considered that you want to present. What we recommend at VA Claims Insider, guys, is you go higher level review first. The reason the higher level review is amazing. We're having veterans guys getting called in five to seven days from the date you fax your request for a higher level review in to the VA. And remember, the higher level review is being conducted by a decision review officer, a DRO, somebody who's more liberal in their analysis and decisions than an actual uh, VA rater, than an RVSR, um, DROs are, are great. Um, and you're actually going to get to talk to them on the phone. 
for the first time, right? Think about this. When you file a disability claim, how often do you get to speak to somebody at the VA about your claim? Never, never. With the higher level review, you get that opportunity. It's amazing. We're seeing incredible results when veterans choose the higher level review. Okay, absolutely incredible results. Okay, any other questions, guys? Again, I'm on here live right now. Brian Reese, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. You can comment here. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, open up the video description below. You can join Elite, okay, right there, VA Claims Insider Elite, giving you over $7,500 worth of free bonuses today, guys, when you join our program. Why am I doing that? Because I love you, number one. I want to help you, all right? And I want you to come into the elite program, not for me, for you, for you and your family. Because right now you're underrated, you're missing out on thousands of dollars of tax-free benefits, compensation, tax breaks that you deserve by law. Don't let it happen, guys. It's not over unless you quit, okay? Not over unless you quit. Let us help you. We've devoted our lives to this. Okay, you can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. All right, guys, hope you found this valuable, talking about uh, the importance of buddy letters today. Uh, feel free to shoot us a note as well. You can check out our website at vaclaimsinsider.com. Um, thank you to my amazing team of human beings, a fellow brother and sister in arm. Love you guys so much, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Bye.